on 1116 SEN. Afternoons with Andy Marr for the award-winning Volvo XC90. Book your test drive today and Anytime Fitness. Anytime is the right time to get healthy. 19 minutes past two on this windy old Tuesday afternoon in Melbourne town. There's a lot to talk to Carlos Alberto Diego about both internationally and domestically. We're going to focus probably most of the next 40 minutes domestically because there is, my good friend, a lot to talk about. How are you? How are you there, Andy? Uh, heaps to talk about. And do I need, I think I need to start this by apologising to Melbourne Victory. You did this. Uh, and I'll, I'll, instead of musket, Kevin, I apologise. Uh, Lee, the captain, or Carl, you're back playing. I apologise because I've got to say, I've got to take responsibility for Barisha lashing out the way he did on the weekend. Because I called a couple of weeks ago thinking he's scoring goals, but what's the difference between him and Fornaroli at the moment? I wanted the old demonstrative Barisha. I wanted the guy who used to just challenge players yep. to a fight in the car park. And I said he needs to start a fight again to get that back. But I didn't mean two weeks before the finals oh, and lashing out while you're in the ground. No. The referee sends you off and you're up for player assault. Well, if he's misunderstood you, he's misunderstood oh, you yeah. grossly. But I, I need to apologise to Kevin, uh, to Robbo, to uh, to, <laughs> to the Carl, squad yeah, the, to the squad the and the fans the out there. Because the, obviously, yeah, the, someone there at Victory, maybe Brish, has actually been listening. So, so two weeks, uh, that means the end of the home and a one, one game to go and the first week of the playoffs, the yeah. finals. Oh, they can challenge it, by they the can, way, but too. But what, okay, I'm not au fait yeah. with uh, challenges against the judiciary's findings in the A-League. What is there a record? Is there an established pattern? Is it a, Are they any chance, historically, of getting this one overturned? It's rare in, in world football, especially just around the world, to, to have anything overturned. But I suppose the only thing they can argue here is provocation. Uh, Andrew Durant, he's known for you know always having something to say these days. Good player, but he's, he's always in amongst the, the melees be, and things. You've got to be better than that. Yeah, it's absolutely. And uh, and he was almost in his face, telling him to get up at when a he's time. On the and, ground, yeah, 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 and and yeah. the fact that you know. You know that what what sent him to the ground in the first place was probably a, a dubious sort of slight elbow to the back of the head and probably overreacted. And you know there are players who are sick and tired of that as our fans. Well, let's be honest, Barisha does milk this a lot. I mean, Barisha and the, the the famous yeah. one was when the tiny touch in the fight. We all, but he, he has he is theatrical yep. and he does try and. You know, if he can get one up over the opposition and the refs, he'll he'll do it. I mean, that's that's yep. not that's not sledging the bloke to say it. The, the, these guys grow up doing this mm. overseas, and it's sometimes it's so instinctive that they that this part of their game is hard for them to stamp that out. But you know, uh, he hasn't been doing that as much more recently. But really, when, but when you do it, you, you milk it for all it's got. You don't go and lash out and get yourself sent off. I don't think I've ever seen. Personally, I'm sure people out there have seen. I don't think I've ever seen anyone getting treatment and then getting sent off at the same time. So is this the end of Melbourne victory? I mean, they've got Brisbane this week uh, at home. Uh, whether they... they you know, the final the, spot is safe. Secure, right? But in terms of you know, being able to make any sort of run, you know, even from you know, the, 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 the difficult position they find themselves in in the top six... Is it the end of them now without Borussia? Well, this is a question. I've got my own opinion, but this is a question I want to throw out to people. Is it a disaster or is it an opportunity? 9-4-2-9-11-16. And I'm sure people have got there. And I know Kevin would be, if they can't overturn this, he'll be saying to the, to the squad, this is an opportunity. And it might be an opportunity for a young George Howard, the young kid who came on the weekend, scored his first goal. 
on a plate by Archie Thompson, something you'll never forget, and that might be someone who... Uh, well, what do you uh, think? What? I don't think he's ready for that. Uh, what do you think? Is it an opportunity or a no, disaster? No, I think it's I think it's a disaster. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I think uh, they they recruited someone like Barisha, and he showed it last year for these moments, for these finals. If they had any hope going deep into the finals from the position they are, they need Barisha, mm. and it's all elimination. So every game is cutthroat, yep. sudden yep. death, and uh, they would they would be fuming internally because it's hard to argue that uh, that he's been at all uh, treated unjustly here. He's uh, he's really. Uh, uh, performed an act that was irresponsible. And he, he had w- to get time for that, doesn't yeah, he? I mean, yeah, and the thing is, you know, the people at the MRP, they, they always uh, get criticised, but knowing some of the people on there, not having spoken to them, but knowing some of them, they would have looked at every possible way to allow that player to, to just get the one week rather than the two because they're former players, uh, they're, players who, they're people who actually know the game. And uh, unfortunately... Uh, well, at least one of them's a former player, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, they they probably it, it came under the category of outside play, uh, you know, uh, assault on the player. So the minimum for that is the mandatory one week plus another mm. minimum. So he's lucky he probably didn't get more than that. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you want to join in the general conversation about the punishment to Brisha, but if you've got a view as to whether it's a disaster or an opportunity for Melbourne victory, feel free to cast your thoughts across that. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Daniel's in Narry Warren twenty four past two and has jumped on the line. Good afternoon to you, mate. Sorry guys, how you going? Good, good mate. Um, well, I'm not surprised you got two matches. You know, speaking of so close to the finals, I'm not surprised. I mean. For me, it's a little bit harsh, but um, now it's going to be a disaster because there's a chance going by results. If, you know, we could be facing, you know, versing City in the in the finals. He would have been more than handy because his record against City speaks for itself. And without Barisha in the finals at all, it's, I reckon our season is pretty much curtains now. But Daniel, against everyone, he's got a great record, and in finals, it's even better. So this is it's a huge, huge, uh, you know, a, a problem for for victory. But there, it's a football game, and they still yeah. have someone like Archie Thompson who has not been used a lot. Mm. Uh, it could be, you know, the last couple of games of his career. We know that in the Asian Champions League, he's shown something this year. Uh, in the league, I was a bit disappointed with the way he played, uh, not necessarily on the weekend, but the week uh, the week before. Uh, uh, I, I felt his touch wasn't there. I thought his confidence wasn't there. But you put him, they might put him at the pointy end. He might be, you know, the, the, you know taking back a few years, and he might be the, the central striker there that, that everything revolves around. And he loves that responsibility. So they've still got someone like Archie who's still got a couple of games left in his career. And it might be, you know, again, they might actually, as Dave the Vudovic said in the in the package earlier, uh, he might get another year. But this is where he's got to show that he's worth more to the club for them to sign again. And you know what? Who knows? The psychology of sport and sports men and sports people is fascinating. We know that uh, Barbarousas and Finkler are not going to be part of the victory setup next year. Who knows what they might mm. decide to do in the last couple? Now that Barish has gone for the last for for this game and the next. They might just say they can go out one. They, they can either just keep going on an even plane, or they can say to themselves, uh, "I'm out of here now. We can't win it without Brisha, so they'll turn it up and just go through the motions." Or they'll say, "Okay, it's up to me now. I'm going to go out yeah. with a bang here." And these two might pull out everything they've got. And we know what great playmakers they are. We know what a great finisher, well, what great finishers they both can be. Yeah, oh, you, more, you know, it's, it's more know. likely that the latter 
that they they will stand up. Yeah, I would have thought so I mean, too. I, yeah. I thought Barbarossa was very good against yep. the team oh, he's I going agree. to. Yep. You know, uh, and uh, Finkler, look, he's been a little bit down, but it's not because I've, I, I I just think he's he he probably needs something like a big final to get him up up and about too. Yeah. Uh, what they're going to do structurally is going to be really interesting though. Uh, the obvious. You know, centre forward there who could probably play on his own up front uh, and got the legs and, and, you know, obviously got the talent because Kevin Musket brings him on a lot off the bench is a George Howard. But okay, he's a young yep. kid, yeah. unproven. Yeah. Do you throw him in the deep end like that? I'm not sure. But I can't see a Ben Calfalaro or a Costa Barbarusas playing as a centre forward, mm. you know, as, as, as your central yep. striker with three, three, you know, the three-pronged attack and, the, and those guys being the central. So... Uh, Arch might be the one. Do they change their formation? Play well, one up front, five in midfield. Do they? It would be really interesting to see what Kevin Musket does because he hasn't really done that this year. Mm. They like the three up front and go at the opposition. Uh, it, it just so much is built around Barisha. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens if they don't uh, win the appeal. Luke's in Geelong. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. Hey guys. Um, I'm not a big fan of soccer by any stretch of the imagination. And I just watched the replay on TV last night of that Barisha incident. And being an Aussie Rules fan, mate, I, I just can't understand or comprehend how, how the fact that that's only worth two weeks. It's, if that happened in ASL 40, that would be the six to eight week incident. And in Aussie Rules, even if you trip a bloke, that's worth two weeks. Yeah. And what sort of example does that set for Melbourne victory? If they think, if they're going to contest that, what sort of example is that for the kids that they say, that, that they say something like, okay, that's not worth two weeks, so we'll contest that. It's all right if the kids do that because it's only worth one week. If well, that happens, like, what, I just don't understand that. Like, how is that, how is that Australian? It's an Australian sport now because it's in Australia, but how is that even the Aussie way to do that? Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's got to be an Aussie way or, or it's an Australian sport, so that's un-Australian if they, if they don't get the six weeks or if, or if the club contests it. I think there's a lot of things at play here with that, but, uh, but really... Yeah, you know, Aussie rules they do for trips. I think I'm not sure whether that's still the case. I saw a trip the other day, and no one, no one got booked for that. But uh, uh, look, you know, um, by the way, Melbourne Victory haven't announced they're going to contest this yet. Uh, they got until five o'clock this afternoon to to do that. I think they're. I think it's it's their responsibility to probably back the player. Yeah, try and. You know, maybe the provocation case. I'm not sure, but like you said, he's got. He's, you're bigger than that. He's got, got to be avoid better. these I mean, things. He's been provoked his whole career. Yeah. He best appreciate. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm not sure whether victory will take into account what it looks like to kids if they're going to appeal or not. No, I think I think their their responsibility is mm. not to in a situation like this. As much as I can see the point yeah. Luke's trying to make, or he's making, their their responsibility right now is for the team yeah. and to the individual player. So they're going to do the best they can do mm. for all of the constituents of their club, not for the people who love the game and want to, you know, be, be setting a standard beyond the four walls of. I shouldn't say that because pickers will be all over. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, but with, externally yeah. to the people at the club. It's, yeah, and it's, and it's not like. They send it to a disciplinary committee, and they're suddenly mm. going to roll over because they've got an appeal. They've, if they get off, if Barisha gets off mm. and gets to play in that first elimination final, they would have uh, produced a compelling case for that, yeah. whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where I think probably AFL football is a little bit more practiced at that yeah. with their lawyers and the way they go about it than what uh, you know football soccer does mm. in Australia. So it's not so. It's not. It's not normal that they would overturn something like this. I must admit, the fact that he he didn't really make any contact with Durante, did he? He missed. He sort of missed yeah. him. I thought two weeks. I know he lashed. Yeah, but the red but, card's one. 
Yeah, and that's mandatory. yeah, no, that's true. No, and no, then you get point. The, yeah. the, and the, because it comes under the category the assault, of player yeah. assault. Yeah, no, fair and it sounds really bad, player assault. It's a but terrible it's, a, it's term, anything isn't it? away from the ball, yeah. anything that's not part of normal play, where you're making contact in a in an unnatural way with a player. Yep. that's player assault. So it's not a brutal tackle. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, okay. Rennie's in uh, Narry Warren South. Uh, Twenty nine minutes to three. Hi, mate. Uh, um, hello, Andy. G'day, Carlos. Um, oh, look. Barisha was sitting. It was lying on the ground. Now, how many other how many other uh, uh, team sports, when a doctor is looking after for concussion, do other play do other players from opposition clubs go there and stand over the top of that person? I know Barisha shouldn't have tried to kick out. He didn't even get him. But to say that that was violent conduct, that is absolute rubbish. The guy was already, he was lying on the ground. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Rene. That, that's uh, that's the category that the match review panel had to go to when it's not part of play. It's but, he, unf- but uh, he's lying on the gra- he's lying on the ground. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely lying on the ground. Yeah, so that- how can that be classed as violent conduct when a person is standing over the top of him while the doctor was there trying to do a concussion test? I, I, I that you know, like you can say whatever you like that he shouldn't have done it or anything, but. The guy was on the ground and another bloke from an opposition team standing over the top of him telling him to get up. Come on, that's that's total rubbish. But Barisha, I mean, look, I think Carlos sort of half went with that point a bit earlier that Andrew, Andrew Durrani is a pest and yeah. and he's often putting himself on the front line of this sort of stuff. So, so, so to that part of your point, Rennie, I think most people listening to you would probably agree that Durrani shouldn't have been there doing what he did. But that's where that part of the conversation stops. The next part of the conversation is what Brisha did thereafter, yep. and that's what he's been punished for. He had to be better than that. He just simply had to be better than that. He wasn't concussed because he was conscious enough to be listening to what Durante had to say, and he decided, I'm going to kick you. So that's what he decided to do. So while 50% of what you're saying, I think we're all going, yeah, yep. you're probably making a reasonable point. It's what happened after that that, is without dispute, unfortunately, from Bessar Parish's perspective, and it's why we're having this conversation. It would have been interesting if he hadn't, if Ben Williams hadn't seen it and didn't get it, there was no card issued. Whether the match review panel yeah. would have given him two weeks or one well, week, that would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting call if yeah. uh, if that had happened. But yep. he did it in front of everyone. He had a brain explosion. Did it in front of everyone. The referee had to act. I know people don't like Ben Williams, but he had to act. He was there. And, um, and you know, uh, by the way, he did issue Durante with the yellow card too. Yeah, yeah. A break. There's a lot of stuff. I want, I want you to go through the possible, your, the way you see the thing playing out at the end of the home and away season. As a prelude to that, if Melbourne City do finish third or fourth, they play their home finals at Amy Park. They don't go to Etihad. Is it? No, I believe that if they do play a final in Melbourne, it's at Etihad. So it's almost an away game Melbourne if they play City. victory. Yeah. Is that right? I, I believe that's the case. So they finish third. And victory finished sixth, and they have to play at Etihad Stadium. I believe that's the case. Wow. How do Melbourne City feel about that? Oh, I haven't spoken to them, but... uh, How do you reckon they feel about that? Well, it depends. Their record at Amy, at uh, at Etihad's not great against victory, but they have won against them there. So... So I reckon that's a real shame. I know your view on, you know, the size of Amy Park... But for me, if City got that home final against Victory, and people can agree or disagree with this, 9 4 2 and it was a sellout, and there were people clamouring all over one another in Melbourne trying to get hold of a ticket to that game, and I imagine they would, yep. 
I think that's a great thing for Melbourne City. I know you don't necessarily like it because you want a bigger stadium that can fit them all, but maybe we'll yeah. continue this conversation on the other side of that. Carlos Alberto Dio, 25 minutes to three. Join in, 9429-1116. Is it unfair on Melbourne City if they have to play their home final at Etihad Stadium? Carlos Alberto Diego with his last round of the A-League season coming up, and it is compelling, to be honest, in terms of the potential variations as to how the whole thing can play out. You are a genius. You are a man who has a computer-like brain. No. Uh, you've done all that. You've, you've put it in there. You've got your internal algorithms working on all the bits and pieces. How's it going to play it, out? It is, it is done all sorts of things to my mind uh, there, Eddie. Look, uh, Brisbane's on top. Uh, there's uh, also, um, we've got Adelaide who's second, yep. West Sydney Wanderers and Melbourne City. They're the four teams that can possibly win the Premier's plate. That is finishing on top, which is a championship anywhere else around the world. And uh, and if Brisbane wins, just to make it really simple, if Brisbane wins this weekend, they are already a, a, a point clear. If they win, no one can catch them. They're playing victory They're here. They're playing victory here in Melbourne on Saturday. Now, this is a victory that without, they won't have Barisha. Yep. They'll be absolutely... Fatigued from their trip, they're um, off to um, uh, Korea yeah, yep. during the week. They're playing uh, tomorrow night. Suwon tomorrow night, yep. so they'll be back. Uh, they've got an eye. They can't really. I mean, they can finish fifth if they if they have a big win against Brisbane, but all likelihood they'll finish sixth and they can't move from there and they yep. can't drop out of the finals. So not I'm, much. There's not to to anything for, to play no. for, and if they did put everything on the table and really work hard, they're almost doing City a favour. Mm. Do they want to do City a favour? I don't know. I, I don't think so. So, so, so you're, you're, you don't even need to read, read between your lines here. Yeah, I, I'm thinking everything... Look, of course, victory don't go to a game and want to no, lose. But... but There'll be a point in that game where there's, you know, if Brisbane, if they get all too hard, I just think they'll have a, have a sort of an eye to the next week. So Just before you get off victory and move on to the next, how's Lawrence Thomas going? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I was just watching the game on the weekend, tweeting out, this guy is a ready-made A-League keeper now. Mm. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, is there look, a headache now for Melbourne victory? I don't think there's a headache at all. No. I think it's just, you know, Danny Vukovic had, you know, 80% of the season, you know, 90% of the it's season. He's pretty on pretty big money, though, isn't he, Vukovic? I can imagine, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so, but look, every team needs two A-League standard keepers. Okay, right you, you don't want a kid and a, and a senior keeper and the kid comes in and not really putting pressure on that senior keeper. Lawrence Thomas obviously earned his spot back. He did the same thing at the end of last year and played really well during the finals. They get Danny Vukovic because they probably felt he wasn't ready to be the number one. Mm. But right now, he is not only playing like a number one, he's acting like a number mm. one. He sure is. He's fantastic. Yeah. So certain. And I, yeah. was, I was uncertain about him when he was starting to get game time a few years ago. He just didn't seem like he, he was commanding his space. Uh, it didn't seem like he had authority of that back four. But watching on the weekend, it's like he... he, he I know he's had some good games. Games, but he, he almost stood up and became a man on the weekend in Wellington with the way he was conducting himself and the way he was ordering and giving directions yep. and, and playing, which is fantastic for victory because Danny Vukovic, can, he's a great keeper. And all he needs to do is get his form back, and suddenly they've got two great keepers uh, going for that one spot. Okay, so Bris, you've got Brisbane, you're going to lock him in. Brisbane are going to finish on top of the table. No, you're not saying Look, in all probability, given victory what it means to them that game. Yep. I think uh, Brisbane, if you're making bets, I think Brisbane will win it. So what chance Melbourne City getting the week off by finishing second? Are they any... Adelaide and Western Sydney are ahead of them. What has to happen for... Yeah, I shouldn't have... Okay, what happens? Good. What has to happen? Well, they have to beat Adelaide 
for sure. Big game. Huge uh, game Adelaide's Friday second night. at the moment. Yep. And then they've got to worry about what West Sydney Wanderers do. Uh, in, in Wellington. In Wellington. So, and really, Wellington were playing into season trip football for the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're, they're on holidays, those boys over in Wellington. So, they could... Yeah, never know, though. Do your last uh, game of the year at yeah. home. Nothing. To, all were, the pressure's off the shoulders. Yeah, it was, you know? They were pathetic. Uh, West Sydney, uh, sorry, Wellington Phoenix on the weekend in this victory. And Victory have got a lot of travel this week. They've got a lot of pressure, uh, you know, getting back to Melbourne after the Korean trip and playing on Saturday. Uh, but really, if you're going to have a week like that, you want a game like you had on the weekend where it's almost a holiday in in, Gee, uh, in uh, Wellington. That could be a lot. Okay, so let's look at it this way. Uh, Adelaide, get City beat Adelaide, Yep, right? Wellington pull one out of their backside yep. to say goodbye to the season. Yep. City finish second. Yep. Melbourne victory have to go to Adelaide for the knockout final. Yep. Oh, look, I think any game that victory have to play is going to be a tough one. They'd rather play here, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, of I mean, course. They'd yeah, rather yeah, City. Yeah. They'd rather get City in Melbourne. than that. Yeah. In, in all the scenarios that are likely to sit in front of Melbourne victory in the first week of the yeah. playoffs, it is Melbourne City at home. That's the one they want. Yeah, and, and there's a big probability that, that might happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like it, 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 it's a small probability. It actually may happen that they'll that, that they there's a big chance that they might play in Melbourne. But if they want a game that's actually one of their great wins... If they want something like that, mm. uh, and I know they, they don't want to orchestrate this, but if, if they went away from home without Barisha, played the young boy George Howard up, up top, <laughs> or even Archie Thompson up top, yeah, yeah. and win that game away from home under these circumstances, what they've had to go through, uh, I think uh, that would be one of their great wins. And that's the opportunity that we talk about. You know? So next question I've got for you about the potential playouts for the first week of the finals. Yep. What does Perth have to do to get a home final? They have to finish third. And if they win and everyone and all the other results... Third or fourth. Yeah, third or fourth. Uh, if they win and, and all the other results uh, suit them, they could get a home final. And they're dangerous. Well, no one wants to play them over no, there. No, even away from home. Even though uh, Perth away from home have been dynamite. They've won uh, the 10, 10 of the last 11 games. Yep. These guys have been almost unbeatable since November. So uh, And they're just playing great football. Uh, Keogh up front. Castro. Wow, people are talking yeah. about how good Fornaroli is. But Castro... Was a was probably the better marquee performance on the weekend in Perth in front of his home crowd. They love him over there. There was a lot of uh, doubt about him in the first third of the season. He just took a long time to settle, and at one stage they even dropped him from the team. And he was on the bench. Would you believe this uh. is the guy who played La Liga uh. last year? <laughs> this is how good this guy came to Australia with this this pedigree. But it was almost the game. I think the midweek game against Victory, where he just took uh, took the game by the scruff and neck. Came on off the bench. And I just thought this is perfectly placed for this guy to show us what he's got. And from that moment, and that was around November time, uh, maybe early December, and uh, and he's just been unstoppable. Fantastic player. They're they're just chanting his name the whole the whole game, mm, mm. Uh, and he actually acknowledges the crowd a lot because of that reason. So he he loves it in Perth. Apparently. He, his agent was there sitting next to Tony Sage, the, the 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 owner of Perth Glory, and they're just negotiating an extension to his contract because he would he would be and you have got to give him what he what he wants really he he would be uh, such a you know it's it's hard for you know people have been looking well Perth Perth have been looking for that marquee play that people love yeah and they brought Robbie Fowler over a couple of years ago and a few others uh, but they but they just haven't had the the darling the darling of the of the of the city the darling of the state you know the darling of the of the you know club fans yeah. but this one is so you almost want to throw the, the, the checkbook at him whatever you want blank check just 
you know, as well, marquee, you, you have to pay it. They're a postseason wild card. There's no question about that. You wouldn't be surprised by the sounds of it. You're asking them to stay up for a very, very long time if they're going to go the whole way here and win the thing. Oh, but but if the they way, went the whole way, well, you wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. The way they played against City and City were very, very, very I disappointing. Want you to talk about yeah, them, yeah, very disappointing on 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 the weekend. And uh, the way they played, I thought that was the best performance that Perth in this run of wins. That's the best performance I've seen. So they from them. So they get three 0 up in that game, and they, apparently I didn't see because I was coming yeah. back from Canberra. And uh, so they they get three 0 up pretty easily. They're dominant for, and then City draw a few back, yeah. draw a couple back late. But the game was clearly yeah. you know over by then. Was that was it? Perth outstanding more than City just being inept again, chucking in one of those unfortunately remnants of the bad old days of Melbourne City, which we think yeah. we keep thinking they're getting closer to shedding. Uh, or was it the other way around? Was it was it a bad city performance that let Perth kind of dominate? Well, Perth were proactive from the start, and you would be at home, and when you're on a winning run like they have, you have that confidence to do that. But I was surprised with uh, City's inability to just hang in there, uh, they, and they, it quotes out of the club saying they just didn't win any second ball, any you know the fifty fifties. They just didn't win those. Mm. The battles all around the pitch, they didn't win those. And I thought they may have uh, the new the new Edition uh, of uh, City. I thought in the second half, after John Vensky got him into the change room, had a chat to him, I thought they would have come out a different team, but it was almost worse. Uh, they just weren't competitive to the level of what we've seen, and they don't do they don't do well in Perth. They just never play well over there. Uh, even you know the old edition when they were Hart, mm. now with City. Uh, you know, even with all the confidence in the world, they would have set themselves for that game. They had the full squad, and they just uh, they just were very, very poor. The re- the reason why they got it back into the game was a, just a typical Bruno Fornaroli, just fight to your death. You know, tackled. You know, you know, went to ground mm. in a tackle. You know, got up before the defender. He, he avoided another tackle, <laughs> rounded the keeper. I mean, one of those ones where second and third efforts with the ball at feet and then slotted away. We're just so used to him doing that. Yeah, and yeah, they put him yeah. back into the game, and young Mark Marino scored a second late in the game. But really, they never looked like they were ever going to match him on the scoreboard. A lot to look forward to domestically. We'll get our last break out of the way and come back and talk about some of the stuff that's happening internationally on the other side of the boat with Carlos Alberto Diego. If you're a Chelsea fan and you've got a thought about the appointment of your new manager, feel free to share it with us. 9429-1116. It's 12 minutes to three. From the beginning, a lot of uh, people say, oh, okay, but now Leicester's go down. Uh, now is, a, is, no, is not normal. Leicester stay so high. And now we are there. That's beautiful, isn't it? Claudio Ranieri, I know you've got an unbelievable soft spot for him. That was after they went seven points clear. And it is clearly now theirs to lose. And finally, he's prepared to admit that we're not just looking to shore up a place in the top six or in the top four. Yeah. Now he is admitting, okay, this is the dream and, and it's in front of us now. Well, if you watch the game on the weekend against Southampton, uh, at home, uh, the owner made sure 32,000, I think 35,000 people were in the stadium. Everyone got a free donut <laughs> and a free uh, cup of beer. <laughs> because it was his birthday, right. so that's the sort of feel this place has yeah. got, uh, and you know the, it's it's built for fairy tales. Because uh, where's where's Morgan, their captain, who is hardly a bloke who's going to score a lot of goals in his career? I, mm. I don't think he scored any mm. in the in the EPL. He scores 
a fantastic goal to separate the sides in that first half. Just a header out of nothing, just gutsy, puts his head in, into dangerous situations, a goal. And suddenly, uh, and uh, they were clearly the better side against a very good Southampton side who, was, who were vying for a, a top four yep. spot. They just keep winning 1-0. Yeah, yeah, they do. When they you keep winning 1-0, this is what... This is what championships yeah. are built on. And then people say, oh, but they're not playing well. They're not playing like they did early in the season. But that this is what, if Manchester United were vying for, a, or Chelsea and the Mourinho were vying mm. for a, a championship or, or, you know, to win the league, uh, this is what they'd be doing, just eking out one nils when they have to. I think it's four in a row now. Mm. Four mm. or five in a row. Yeah, it's something and, it's amazing. And, and they were clearly the better side, by the way. They still created the most chances. Southampton had their chances, of course. But really, they were the most proactive team. They wanted to win the whole time. It's not like they're hanging on no, and uh, and just uh, you know parking the bus and trying to get them on the break. They're playing the proactive type of football. That's great. It's yep. be, it, it's, for a long time, it's been shaping as one of the great stories in the world of sport, yep. not just in in football, uh, and it's certainly, you know, we're this close now to realising it. Um, the other big story over in the EPL, and I know we speak about the EPL much more than we probably should about the other leagues, and there's so many other stories with those, but we know we get more of it here, so that's just the reality. Chelsea make their appointment of another Italian as their, co- or an Italian as yep. their coach. And Gab Marcotti, one of the most respected voice, voices of, on Italian football, yep. has had a bit to say about it in an English, in a British interview that he did. This is the quote that's grabbing most attention. They have to get it in with no timeouts. They do. Archie Diacono. Archie Diacono oh, off to Jenkins. For the win! National Championship for Villanova! That's, that's clearly not it. That was the NCAA <laughs> Final Four finish. Marcotti basically said yeah. that the drill sergeant thing is is a is a part of the reputation that has been foisted upon Antonio Conti, and clearly there was a reaction positive to him leaving Juventus once he'd gone. So he didn't necessarily say that that doesn't exist yeah. as part of the Conti makeup. But you're a bit surprised. I, I'm about surprised. That. Look, I, I I haven't looked closely into Conti's managerial you know reputation, but if you get the Italian national team job. You, you tend to be a statesman of some mm, sort. Yeah, the Italians yeah. don't usually get the yeller and screamer to be the national team coach. And they, they, they are very, very particular on who gets that job. And he got the job and he's done quite well over the time. He's, you know, he's been the manager of, of Italy. And even Juventus over the years, they don't, they, it's almost a, a mini you know, uh, attitude that what the, what, what the Italian Federation have with the Italian job, just they wouldn't give the Juventus job just to any yellow and screamer. To a nutbag. Yeah. going to upset people. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, uh, look, obviously, you know, Marcotti knows what he's talking about. He, he sort of reports on Italian football all the Not time. Not that we got to hear him. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, <laughs> and he talked about Buffon. And, but, look, I think the lifespan of managers generally in world football, even the most successful ones, is three mm. years. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, I think anyone's voice, it's so intense at that level. Uh, and they, they talk about Mourinho. Mourinho's lifespan generally three years, and it has been, especially since he left Chelsea, uh, you know, after his first stint. Yep. So uh, these days, it's just so intense. Intense after a while, they they eke everything out of that squad, and you've got to change the the manager because you can't change the whole squad yeah, exactly. because it's impractical to do that. So, mate, a lot to look forward to here uh, and abroad, but. Clearly, here is where the eggs, most of our eggs are in the domestic basket at the moment. It kicks off Friday night with what Huge. does shape is a fantastic yeah. game with so much on the line for both City and Adelaide United. We'll talk to you about it all again next week. Thanks, Everyone mate. can hear you talk about it in your various guises throughout the week. Carlos Alberto, part of the 40 Argos, joining us on the show. Three minutes to three.